Bonjour, it means hey. And today, I wanna say hello. I'm so excited. Every time I get behind this mic, I'm like, yes, this is what I love to do. Chit chat with a mic in my hand. My goodness. So excited for the Kyle Joy Show. And we're going to get right into it with what I have for dinner. Oh, this one is a yummy, yummy, yummy cabbage recipe. This is the first time that I have ever made cabbage. And it's one of those recipes that is not too daunting at all. And in my opinion, came out great. My lover would not agree. He did not enjoy the cabbage. And that is a-okay because it means I have the pot to myself. So this is what you're going to need to make this super yummy cabbage. You'll need one head of cabbage. That should be about $1.29. Four carrots. I usually get this little bag of carrot that is, for some reason, only $0.59. Cents. It's insane. But four carrots, uh, salt, black pepper, ground cumin, turmeric, a half a cabbage. I actually did use a whole cabbage, but you could do a half. But if you want it to, if you want to have leftovers, do a whole cabbage. And five white potatoes. Okay. It's super simple. So you literally take, oh, did I say olive oil? Olive oil. You're going to take, after you slice your carrots and your onion. Did I say onion? Whoops. You're going to take uh, half a cup of olive oil. Basically put that on the stove inside of a big, cot, a, a, <laughs> a big pot as if you're making stew. And... What you're going to do is turn that half of olive oil that's on the stove. You're going to turn that on and kind of let it get hot. Um, when it's hot, maybe after about five minutes of cooking on like medium, you're going to put in the carrots and the onion. Just, you know, you just put those in there. And after about 25 minutes of that cooking, you put in the cabbage that you have you have uh, properly cut so that, you know, you've shredded it more so than cut. You shredded the, you know, the leaves off of each layer of the cabbage you're gonna put that in there and then put the black pepper the cumin and turmeric basically just seasoning for desire so don't go overboard with it but then you let that sit for 45 minutes and wow what comes out is just phenomenal and I think what's so interesting about it is you don't use water at all in this recipe when I make my kale or collard greens they require a whole lot of water so it's like super interesting that you don't use water for this. So this is super cheap and one of those things that is going to last you at least like two to three days. I was literally just eating it by itself because it does have those potatoes in it. But I imagine that you could pair it with some rice, uh, maybe even some cornbread if you can have some cornbread. It's super tasty and super good and super cheap. So you should try it. Uh, yummy, yummy, yummy cabbage recipe. And while I'm here talking about food that just totes makes my mouth water, I just got to say one time for one time for Popeye's fries. So I go to school in the loop of Chicago, downtown Chicago, if you will. And as many food options as there are out there, there are not a lot of options for your girl, Kai. Because, well, one, I don't really love eating out that much. And two, I don't eat meat or dairy products so it's just like mm, everything either got cheese in it if it if it doesn't have meat it has cheese on it or like 
you know, something. So there's very few places that I can actually indulge in. And sometimes, uh, like today, today I had work and then class. Um, on days like that, after I just worked and I was working on a, a Excel sheet today at work, uh, I was like, well, you got to sit in class for the next three hours, sis. So treat yourself. That is one of my favorite things to do, treat myself. So I treated myself to a regular size fry from Popeye's. Yes. Yeah, so uh, one time for the one time for Popeye's fries. I'm ashamed. I wouldn't even look at my bank account, honestly. Um, if I look through my statements, I probably get Popeye's like twice a week. And this happened, I started this maybe like two weeks ago. I didn't pack a lunch and I was like, oof, I'm so hungry. And I'm like thinking like, what can I eat? Like, yo, it actually is like you started. And most of the time it's only French fries. And I've been getting this thing um, cozy or coisy. I never know how to call it cozy. This great soup spot. Um, I've never heard of it in Tampa. Uh, a bit like Panera, but not really because it's mainly, well, I only ever get the soups. They used to have this super yummy lentil soup, um, but it was seasonal, I suppose. So that's what I was maxing and relaxing on all summer. But come this fall, they have this roasted vegetable soup and whew. And the other great thing about Quasi is they reward their members. I have a Quasi card. So sometimes today, <laughs> today in specific. Wow, yep, today specifically, I certainly treated myself to Popeyes and Koizy. But, see, I went to Koizy and was like, you know, I'm going to see. You know, I'm going to walk inside and see if I'm going to actually get something. So then I went and then I ordered it because it's like, you know, you got to sit in class for the next three hours. That's how I reason with myself, y'all. And all of a sudden, when she swiped my Koizy card, I had a free entree. So I said, well, this is most certainly uh, what the universe is saying that I should do right now. So, yes, I have Popeye's fries and Quizzy today. <laughs> and I'm shouting them out because there's not a lot of things I can eat. And even those are the two main things that I do eat. Those are like the options that I have. So that kind of just and I'm at, like downtown. There's food everywhere. Hella, 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 hella food. <laughs> the loop is not a food desert. <laughs> okay. That reminds me of, um, I'm writing a script for class and, um, <laughs> I'm just petty. Some of my jokes don't like be hitting or like landing because it's just like, y'all, I'm just, you know, in a super white space and basically, so of course it's a rom-com. It's a working title. Okay. 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 Called Masterpiece of Minimalism. I'll give you all a second to think about what that is. Mm, okay. Probably no one knows this except for me, a super ridiculous woman. Um, a masterpiece of minimalism is so in Love Jones, Darius Love Hall is writing a book, correct? The book ends up being called Gypsy Eyes, but uh, one day um, Vaughn calls him and there's, he basically was just checking on the progress of the book. And he goes, it's a masterpiece of minimalism. But it's my working title of my film that I'm writing because basically they just like fall in love over doing like, <laughs> just, just like enjoying the city. Just like, it's just simple ass thing. They're literally just enjoying the city, making communities better. And, you know, she's a teacher. Just, just dope as fuck. But they were, <laughs> they were in High Park. Yes. 
this is fun. I want to talk about it. They're in Hyde Park. They're on their first official date because they met on the three. Ended up going, you know, out to eat and get some drinks. But this was like, you know, the first official date. The first official date, <laughs> they meet in front of Farrakhan's house because, of course, because um, he wanted to show her like houses in Hyde Park. So she happens to be from Chicago and had never like been in the residential areas. And he was saying like, you know, I fell for the most, the least Chicago girl in Chicago. And she's like, only people from Chicago think that there's a way to be from Chicago. Only people not from Chicago think there's a way to be from Chicago. He was like, you're right. I mean, Hyde Park, not really that Chicago anyway. And she was like, yeah, because it's not a food desert. And he's like, well, yeah, that. And because it's a mixing bowl and we all know this city is segregated. <laughs> but I, I think that's funny. Like funny ass banter on the first date. And like nobody, nobody felt my food desert joke. But that's cool. Oh, look at look at the universe providing transitions for a motherfucker. Because literally, I was just chit chatting about my book or about my film because uh, it's just on my mind, and I'm gonna start some new scenes. They are going to original soul vegetarian in this next scene. I'm gonna start that after I'm finished this. But that conversation led me into the chit chat of the day, which is okay, y'all. Basically. Y'all need to let Deaf Comedy Jam be a model for your life, you know, okay? Stay with me now. I watched the Deaf Comedy Jam 25 on Netflix, and in that, I basically learned the history of it. I, I, had, I know what Deaf Comedy Jam was by, guess I didn't know, maybe like the year it started or why it started. So from that, I'm like, okay, so the year before I was born, which is super cool. So it was like started in 1922. And it was literally because it was all these comedians who just were not getting, you know, a platform. They weren't getting invited on these late night shows. Their damn sure wasn't a YouTube back then or Facebook to share them. So, you know, I, I watched the Bernie Mac show and I wonder how true it is, but they, they say that like he used to perform on like the red line and shit. So it was just like, that's what they're having to do. So what Russell Simmons did was decide to create the platform for these comedians to sit on so that they could, you know, tell the jokes because guess what? They're all funny as fuck. Think of people like not even shows like there would be no Hughley's <laughs> if it was not for Def Comedy Jam. There'd be no Steve Harvey show or no Bernie Mac show or no Dave Chappelle show. I love that all their shows are named after them because I just happen to have a podcast named after me. <laughs> I'm hilarious. But no, seriously, um, they're like, well, I can, we can't say that there would be no them. But even Martin, that's insane. All these shows, they're all named after themselves. But they were able to reach a wider audience or even like get what comedians need, you know, a stage to perform on, a show to be regular so they can get a regular paycheck so that they can support themselves doing the thing that they love. And I saw that and I did some research on it. And it's just like, yo, let Def Comedy Jam be a model for your life. So where I'm at right now is like, there, I have so many ideas in me, first of all, but like mainly I'm guessing if I'm thinking of let Def Comedy Jam be the model for my life, it would be all these scripts I got. Like, you know, there's so many people who want to fucking act and like, you know, maybe it's not like today that I put the scripts out and we start getting paid from it, but like eventually they will. And like acting is like one of those dreams, like probably like the NBA when people be like, maybe you should have a plan B or... 
maybe and it's just like yo I don't you know I have the scripts that are written for them to be the character in it and I'm just really trying to let that inspire and awe me really what Russell Simmons did was create this lane um just so that people could have a platform and imagine that's well and Russell Simmons has money but I have the internet <laughs> motherfuckers <laughs> I have the internet and that that's a very powerful tool and I think um I hope to re-energize y'all all in that and like yo the internet is a powerful powerful tool and if like you put some passion and some work and some people behind something like it's insane what really could pop off and that's and I is 1992 so I guess I could do research on like these actual comedians career and see how long had they been performing before that and like how soon after deaf comedy did they start to you know maintain themselves solely off of comedy. I am a creative and I want to ensure that other creatives get to live and thrive off of their passion like we should not have to you know feel like we must you know choose this other avenue in life because it seems as though there is nothing available for us um in in what we're passionate about because there is money in the arts it's just that we have to start creating space for uh people who don't get space elsewhere to share in sharing um space so that people can use that space to create in giving resources to people so that they can create Yo, huge motivation in my life. Y'all should totally <laughs> watch the Deaf Comedy Jam reunion. There's this, I'm not even going to spoil it, but Dave Chappelle is just super great and super funny. And I I remember I turned it on and I was like, I, I think I was, I was wanting them to tell all the jokes, but it's kind of just, it was like an award show kind of, or maybe just, um, you know, giving people their flowers when they're, while they're here. And I was wishing that I thought I was going to turn it on and be like, ooh, yeah, like comedy, comedy, comedy the whole time. But it was like super funny and like it had people performing in between. Oh, so beautiful. And that also, y'all, I really am going to be a comedian one day. You know, I like be writing out some jokes, but they always seem to be like these quote unquote funny stories more so than hitting jokes. But <laughs> the funny thing is why well, I've been so hesitant. So uh, I've been reading wouldn't take nothing for my journey now by my Angelou and she has this it's, it's just like these short little chapters of like advice or like her just speaking um lessons she learned type thing and one of them is like um what's so funny and um basically she's like calling out comedians and saying you know it's kind of like poor taste to be laughing and talking about some of the things that y'all are talking about um because there's other things you could be doing so I always be like ooh, could my jokes be so crude y'all like crude 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 so I'm I'm, I'm doing that I'm figuring I'm figuring out my comedian voice but wait one day you'll see the, you'll see the sis making you chuckle like you got on a fake Gucci belt buckle. See, I'm a comedian and a rhymer. Pull on your timer. It's only a few seconds for I cook. Look, 
haha <laughs> that's funny i'm reading this really cool book right now for class called look actually y'all should google it basically what she did was there so the military of defense has a dictionary um so but they use so like look is a word in a dictionary and it does not mean what we think look means in that dictionary in the military of defense dictionary it basically means um the time in which a mime warfare is active and respect receptive to an influence and basically an influence is guess what humans um so basically the whole book is like that she uses words from dictionary but they're poems about war and other things and it's very 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 beautiful thing that ties into let deaf comedy jam be a model for your life uh just just talking about this thing of like what roles do we play in as a student, you know, I got seven more months, y'all, and I ain't never got a step foot back inside a classroom unless it's to be a motherfucking teacher or professor, and that is beautiful and great. MFA is a terminal degree. <laughs> I'm a tour guide and an ad, a head ass, but I like saying that. So MFA is a terminal degree is basically I can be a professor with that degree because it's the, la like it's what art the last thing that an artist would get. You wouldn't really get anything past that, quote unquote, or like that's what's expected in the norm and okay. But uh, what role do you play? And I just want to be a good student. I have a lot of projects. I really do. And it's a-okay with me. I can do it. I can handle it. It's all about routine and discipline and having fun with it and really just doing stuff that you're passionate about so i'm super excited i graduate in may y'all and i am moving the fuck to paris but only for three months no worry no fear that's how visas work y'all shit ain't that crazy you can only really go somewhere unless you like get a job or get married or go to school or something i didn't know that i thought i was allowed to just vagabond but the cool thing is uh one of my advisors last year put me on basically you just like maybe like do like two months somewhere two months somewhere else two months another place like that's kind of how i do it like you don't have to like go back to your homeland you just gotta not you can't just be in one place for a long time so yes yes um and from now until then i'm gonna you know, create a lane for so many people. There's so many things. I have so many resources. Please hit me up, my people. If you want to do something creative, I can probably help simply because of just like the school that I go to and the resources that they have and just like my desire to like just create work, even though I'm creating so many things. Yes, yes, y'all. And it don't stop to the beach, y'all. And it don't stop. That was my transition until some um not even heavy just like some these are some words of wisdom this is probably going to be the thing that ultralight beam chances verse does to me i hope that this this word i got for you does that for you so by the way seriously Sometimes we have bad days, like dead ass, dead ass, and that is 900,000% okay. What is super important is that after you've felt that you've got through the storm, you gotta, we have to like gather our lawn gnomes and, you know, situate them right again in our front yard. I think, and I, I do, I think about death a lot, and it's really this thing of like, yo, 
through and you know it's a privilege to talk about like I have a lot of storms that I am able to you know be in that storm and then come out of it you know on top like a champion but I know that you know I'm not constantly you know being beat down I have the space to uh, rejuvenate myself and feel good so I know that that's a certain type of privilege um so you know, sometimes it's not just, you know, waking up the next day and gathering your gnomes. But what I always want to talk about is having this soundness in yourself, having this um, freedom in yourself of knowing that, like, you know, things hurt and things are hard. But I am, like, just happy to be breathing right now because that is one thing that's going to end. And kind of, like, the whole point of the journey that, like, the journey is that I'm alive and the journey is that I'm living and the journey is that I'm breathing and that will end one day. So I'm trying to remember that when, while I'm living, breathing, um, things are coming against me and things are hurting me. I understand that, but I'm just saying push through it. I know that's the lamest thing, like teaching grit and all that, but this, I'm not teaching grit. I'm teaching like knowing that there is favor in your days the fact that you have woken up the next day means that you are forgiven and that you are loved and that you need to love yourself and that you need to choose to be happy and you know that might be lame sometimes and sometimes I'm just like tired and just like drained and Sometimes I choose to say that, yes, I'm tired and I'm drained and I'm just going to do nothing. And sometimes I'm tired and I'm drained and I decide to just get up and do something. Um, One of the best things for me to do sometimes is just to cook something real quick. And when I'm cooking, some ideas are forming. And the even crazier thing is, and I guess a lot of my stuff is about like, you know, I'm having these hard days and like it's hard to create. But I know, you know, you know, take this and put on any other other situations but I know when I'm having those days of just like I'm tired as fuck and like what the fuck why am I doing this um if I decide you know Kyle you're gonna write something right now you're gonna spend an hour in front of your computer something's gonna come out and that's like super crazy um I stumbled upon this quote on Twitter I can't believe I had never seen it before it's from Andy Warhol and it's don't think about making art just get it done let everyone else decide if it's good or bad rather they love it or hate it while they're deciding make even more art and I think that's 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 kind of where I've been kind of where I'm at but I'm just trying to you know I'm not it's and it's not about not being perfect I'm not perfect of course but I'm also you know not as in control as I would like to be so that's something I'm working on um I've been having these crazy spells of self-doubt but I'm just gonna keep writing and um I've been revising the script for the show that I was telling you all about that I'm whew, basically starting to shoot in November and it's the first thing I've done anything like this and I want to make sure people understand that I do not want to waste their time and you know it's, it's a lot of me just like being anal and like want to have all these schedules and all these things when you know this is the first time I'm ever shooting I don't think you need to be so with everything you know things can be chill and like not so intense so whoo y'all y'all send up vibes for me because your girl really has some big dreams i will forever feel on a cellular level uh pox saying you know we just trying to build an empire we young we babies trying to build the empire but um 
I'm I'm excited for the journey and whew, and yes, I'm tired of school, y'all. But seven more months, my G, and my role as a student, you know, I signed up to be here and in my role as a student in deciding to let Deaf Comedy Jam be a model for my life. I'm gonna blaze it and like use these resources. Y'all, I'm like I'm insane. I'm like printing, like uh, I have a print practice now. I've been collaging. I have not worked on a novel in a while. I'm just working on a book of poems for my thesis. Y'all should check out my website, shaybutterandwater.com. I have a post that I wrote that is now posted. And you all should totally check it out. I haven't uh, written on there in quite a while but i'm excited to be writing again um something it's so interesting like sometimes i got into school like writing fiction and then like now i'm like writing a lot of poetry and screenplays but i guess like my blog is technically considered like non-fiction which is something i totally never wrote so it's interesting but I'm, I'm excited again like you know i like the challenge of things so go check out my newest blog post called a germaphobe a recluse an adventurer and a creative walk into a bar super cool on shaybutterandwater.com live from bronze hey we are finally in the time of Chicago where <laughs> on one side of the street, you want your jacket zipped up. On the other side of the street, you want your jacket unzipped. And when you're coming home from work, you don't want a jacket on at all. Only pros. Only a few, the chosen, the proud, know how to finesse in this weather and ensure that they wear the right things it's such a fun act and i have somewhat perfected it it's kind of like a jeans you know any type of shoes really don't be you know, it'll have to be heavy boots but heavy boots won't hurt and even like you know some shoes with your feet out won't hurt and a either so is options to it is levels to this shit Sometimes you can wear a crew neck, but actually a crew neck do be kind of hot after work. So if you're going to do a crew neck, you should wear a shirt under the crew neck and take off the crew neck and your jacket on the way home. I always go with a jacket because you can always take a jacket off, but you cannot put a jacket on that you do not have. A crew neck works a heavy long sleeve shirt or just like a heavy type of, you know, a t-shirt even and a jacket. Just put that jacket in your backpack on the way home. Lots of ways to do it, but I, I forever, you know, I love this city so much. And it's not always about, like, these dope-ass things that's going on in the city other than, like, yo, the city is just beautiful and dope as fuck. And I literally just ride the train to get around. So, you know what? I get to people watch and I get to read while I'm on the train and I don't have to drive while I'm on the train. And guess what? Chicago's also the home of Harold's. You know what Harold's is? It was the black excellence on the read last week. You heard it. If Kid Fury said it, then he meant it. And it's true and it's good. Suckers. But there actually is some good shit going on over here. Of course, per usual, per usual. And per usual, it is from none other than Chancellor Bennett. Out here, as always, making Chicago a better place. Because why? He is focusing on education and the youth. Because he understands that the youth is our future. Uno. And 
that education is fucking important it's the gateway like to all things and I am a testament to that like my college experience just like catapulted me in this way that who knows where I would be if I did not and it's it's deeper than that it's like the people I met and the experience but you know education is super important to me and it's helped me um find out a lot about myself so basically what Chance has done is his nonprofit. Social Works partner with Lyft, and now when you ride a Lyft in the city, you are allowed to round your fare up to the nearest dollar, and all that money is going to be donated to who? Chicago Public Schools. Cause why? Channel understands that they need money. Basically, if you all can remember him donating that one million dollars, that was because CPS, Chicago Public School, the heads of that had decided that they're going to shut down school 27 days early because there is no budget. How the fuck not? There's so many things about CPS. It's like it's the third largest school district in america is like 326 schools but it's also this huge disparity between those motherfuckers like on the north side you know they're not underfunded they're not having these problems um you know on the south and west side they are and chances donating money specifically to the schools in some occasions and not just like the school board and it's just like dope as fucking you know i this is not a chance segment, but chance is doing the damn thing in our city and making sure that we are good and alive and well and thriving. So shouts to him. Shouts to chance. Shouts to Popeye's fries. Shout to cabbage recipe. Shout to deaf comedy jam and shout out to you pushing on. And bruh, if you ain't never heard nothing, then you better hear this. You are going to make your dreams come true. If you keep moving forward. If you look forward to it and you never ever quit, you're going to get that shit that you've been dreaming for. Your friends and your foes going to be cheering for you. When you say hachoo, I'm going to say bless you and then blessings going to fall in your lap just like that. Yeah. All right, y'all. Be magic and wonderful and be peaceful with yourselves. I really, really, really am happy that I am alive right now and happy that I can reach out and touch something and that when I wake up in the morning, the sun's going to be shining and that I have class and I'm just happy and I'm excited to be alive and living. And I hope that you can touch your knee right now, touch your shoulder right now, touch your face and just say, good golly, I'm alive and that's why I ain't no Jaff turkey. <laughs> All right. Peace and blessings. Smile as you're eating your favorite sorbet in your head. Close your eyes and pretend that's what you're doing. <laughs> Bye.